The following program is being brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You've entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simran Singh. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Learn to empower yourself, broaden your mind, open your heart, and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simran Singh. Welcome. It's a pleasure to have you, and I'm excited to have a wonderful discussion on well-being today. Each and every one of us are our own healers, and we have the ability and the power to heal ourselves and also know and understand the reasons behind certain issues if we're willing to really allow ourselves to look into those areas. I have a special guest with me tonight who I've had on before, and she is amazing at helping people tap into that knowledge and help them understand not only how this disease can often arise, but how to become empowered enough to truly heal oneself to truly take that into their own hands and understand that we each are on a journey and that we each hold our own vision for well-being. Ina Siegel is the creator of Visionary Intuitive Healing, and she is an internationally recognized healer, professional speaker, author, and television host. She's a gifted healer and a pioneer in the field of energy medicine and human consciousness. She has the ability to see illness and the blocks in a person's body by intuitive means and has the ability also to explain what is occurring so that she can guide people through this self-healing process. She has created numerous programs and some amazing books. One of my favorites that I recommend to everyone that I meet is Secret Language of Your Body. So I highly recommend you get that if you have not gotten in contact with that book. That is The Secret Language of Your Body. In addition to many other wonderful visionary intuitive healing and transformative courses, uh, you will be quite intrigued with Ina Siegel if you are not familiar with her and you are in for quite a treat as a conversation this evening. Welcome, Ina, to 1111 Talk Radio. Thank you, Simran. It's always such a pleasure to speak with you. It's wonderful to have you, and we've had such beautiful conversations in the past. Um, I truly love your work and, and see the difference that you are making in the world in helping so many people in so many countries. You really are out there all over the world doing your work in such a loving way. First and foremost, talk about being out in the world and how you are encountering people um, and, and what their their overall mood is um, with with 2013 and, and their views on health and are we still in a place of of people seeking that outside help or are we reaching a place where people are starting to recognize that they do have some power and control over their own well-being? Well, I think it's a great question and as I do travel a lot, uh, I guess, you know, I see both. I see certain people who are still you know, wanting to hold on to the old, but more and more people are starting to recognize that if they don't take care of their health, if they don't, you know, really start to understand how they can participate in their own healing, that, you know, as they get older and as, you know, it becomes more difficult for them, they, they're going to end up in a very unpleasant situation so I'm seeing a lot more people I think than ever before um, really looking within I also feel like 2013 is more like there's more hope you know 2012 there was so much fear you know going into that year and people feeling like well is it the end of the world should I care should I just you know you know like spend all my money and not care about anything what should I do and I think now that we're past that and we're still here, people are starting to go more into, okay, how can I create a life of wellness? And this is where I've really felt, you know, this is what inspires me to kind of go like, well, 
how can we do that on a daily basis? Because, you know, before it was for people who were unwell, you know, so I spent a lot of time trying to encourage people who are already sick, how can we get better? You know, like, what can you do? But now I'm feeling that I really want to focus both on still helping people to get better, but also preventing whatever it is that they've, you know, that they could get by actually saying, what does it mean to love myself and how can I do that? You know, in a, in terms of my health, in terms of my well-being, in terms of my life. And I think that that's a really important point to start with because I think well-being, wellness have become such buzzwords in the industry over the last decade. And rather than them being buzzwords, I'd love for them, for people to have a really practical sense of what that means to them now or, or what definition they can give themselves for that now. So what does that really mean to create a life of wellness? What does that encompass in a person's life? Is it just health or does it span across many areas of one person's life? I really think that it has to span over many areas of a person's life because everything affects us. You know, we, we get a phone call that we don't like and we get upset, you know, and, and I'm not just saying other people because I'm in the same boat. And the idea is how can I, you know, consciously, and this is what, you know, is so important, how can I consciously create a plan knowing that through my day, I'm going to, you know, sometimes get upset, sometimes get angry, sometimes get really sad, sometimes get disappointed, sometimes be really happy and excited. Throughout my day, how can I create, you know, an experience of wellness, you know, and, you know, it's like you said, the buzzwords, you know, we've heard all sorts of things for many years, including exercise, eat well, but to actually do it, this is where I feel, you know, self-love begins. You know, for you to say, for anyone of us to say, okay, you know, for me, I know this is the kind of day, the kind of week I'm going to have next week. Obviously, we don't know completely, but we have an idea. So what can I do to nurture and nourish myself? What can I do if there is a really difficult situation? How can I react in a particular situation that might come up? You know, how can I communicate with other people? How can I make sure that my house is just as strong or gets stronger rather than, you know, feeling completely destroyed and dead by the end of the week? So that's, that for me has been a really, you know, really strong thing that I've been exploring even for myself in the last few months. And the fact that, you know, our health and happiness, I'm going to say the word happiness here as well, is, to me, is, I guess it's so precious, you know, because I do see so many people who are unwell. And I've actually been reflecting so much on it that I, I, even in my own life I've made a decision that my happiness and my experience of feeling good is the number one thing, you know, for me to uphold. And even if something really difficult happens throughout the day, I just, you know, I might still experience it. I might still do some, you know, releasing of a particular emotion that comes up. But I keep coming back to the fact that I want to be happy and for no reason at all. It does not have to be a reason because I know this is how we keep ourselves healthy. And that self-love piece is a hard piece for a lot of people because it's it's so easy to want that for oneself. It's easy, even easy to say, okay, I'm waking up Monday morning and I'm going to make certain that I, I enact some things that just feel really loving to me. But then, like you say, certain things happen and all of that falls out the window. What mm-hmm. is it about us that keeps us so outwardly focused that we forget ourselves completely, and especially that level of self-love that is so very important into moving into well-being? I think it's because we're taught, you know, especially in the Western countries, and it's not the same thing in some of the European countries or some of the Asian countries that I've been to, but definitely in the Western countries, you know, we are taught we must wake up and achieve, you know. And so I often feel like when I'm speaking to different people, both in Australia and other, you know, U.S. and other countries, like, you know, where we speak English, I I should say, um, people wake up and they're like, okay, you know, I either I've got to do so much that I can't possibly focus on myself, you know, or 
um, I feel so bad about myself, you know, because I can't possibly compete with someone else who's doing so much. And what I'm saying to people, and this is why I love this whole idea, you know, of just being happy or being at peace or being, you know, loving for no reason, because it just takes away that whole thing of like, I've got to achieve so that I can feel happy. I've got to do this so that I can feel good about myself. And actually, you know, and also I think that most people as children are taught not to be selfish, you know, and we are, you know, we're taught don't be upset, don't cry, don't be selfish, don't be fearful, don't be this or that, you know, and sometimes a little bit of, you know, that's, you know, and it's hard to say that we're selfishness for ourselves, but it's actually really positive to because when we are good, this is when other people actually listen to us. This is when, you know, we can do 10 times the amount than when we're feeling rushed and crazy and fearful. And so, and also we don't destroy our health. And I'm saying to people, you know, the other thing that I get as an excuse, which, you know, most, it's just one of those things, I don't have time. And I say to people, but the question is, you know, if you, if you don't have time, I understand, but you've got to create time. Otherwise, you get to a point where you are sick enough that your body says, I don't actually care about what you think. You're going to have time now. You know, and so the way I've tried to, and you, you mentioned my book, The Secret Language of Your Body, the, I've tried to really focus on how can we put in like, I guess, one, two, five-minute processes throughout the day that actually make us feel good. And that could include, okay, you know, my, my shoulders hurt. Let me just stop for a moment because I care about my body and move my body around. Um, I teach people about color healing. So how about, you know, we just, you know, work with a particular color and let that color move through our bodies, you know. It could be, you know, I just need to take a moment, go outside and breathe. It could be, you know, many other processes that I'm teaching, but the first thing that has to happen is that a person must say, okay, I'm actually worth this. I'm actually worth doing it. I need to do this for myself. That's how I'm going to love myself. My guest today is Ina Siegel, and she is an incredible visionary and healer, internationally recognized speaker, author, and television host. As we move through life, so often our goal is to become the master, to attain mastery, but actually mastery is in the moment. It is as we are walking our path. And one thing that I love about the conversation today with Ina Siegel is it is a conversation that is real. It is about being real enough to be vulnerable and speak the truth that we are and still be the master that is walking, which is who each and every one of us are. In an incredible twist of fate, Ina Siegel, while meditating, discovered an unusual way of communicating with her body. By tuning in to her back and releasing all of the pain and negative emotions, she was able to heal herself. Ina Siegel dedicates herself to assisting others in their journey of self-healing and empowerment. Her practical healing techniques, healing frequency, web presence, and radio and television appearances are changing the lives of millions of people all around the world. For more information, definitely visit www.enasiegel.com. We'll be right back with more of this great discussion. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. 
listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. If you have not tapped into 1111 Magazine, the January, February, March, January, February issue is up and it is absolutely beautiful. It's featured Marianne Williamson in a conversation about the law of divine compensation, Barry Goldstein, and a discussion about the sacred codes in music. There are so many beautiful articles from people around the world, and I invite you to take a look at that. You can get your own free subscription by going to www.simran-sing.com or 1111mag.com. The March issue will be releasing at the end of next week, so definitely get your name in and get your subscriptions coming to you so that you can benefit from this amazing, beautiful publication that I love creating. The Secret Language of Color Cards is another fantastic, amazing creation of Ina Siegel, and it is full of inspirational messages. There are 45 beautiful, impactful cards with an in-depth guidebook and tips on powerful processes for healing. Color is a powerful tool to help us heal and grow. In addition, her book, The Secret Language of Your Body, is one of the pieces that you need to have as an essential guide in your library. It is the essential guide to health and wellness, a life-changing, brilliant book, and she is continually coming out with other amazing things. You can go to her website, enasiegel.com, and there are lots of other CDs, courses, events, and information that you can tap into. She is all over the world, and there should be a workshop somewhere near you coming up at some point. There are quite a few things that are going on in 2013 including workshops in France, the U.S., and a Mexico tour. So definitely check her out. Uh, you know, we were talking a lot about the well-being and the self-love piece, and that's so important in terms of moving us to the next level. As we're creating that life of wellness and we're choosing those very, very practical steps, it's important to deal with the things that do come up as we choose that self-love because emotion does contribute to either creating illness or creating good health. Um, So many people now are willing to look at and understand that the emotion is what is the foundation of whether or not we create disease in the body. Are there any breakthroughs or tips that you would have people know about that process as they are experiencing emotions and what maybe one or two or three steps to do right away that can really help them tap into releasing the energy that is creating the illness? Well, definitely. Like, I mean, firstly, it's it really starts with consciousness and becoming aware, oh, my God, I am just in this pattern right now, you know. And often what I say to people is just to, you know, like take a physical step when you are feeling an emotion, especially if you are discussing something with someone and you get into a heated argument or something like that, just moving, moving your body is vital. And, you know, depending on what the emotion is, movement can be extremely helpful and depending where you are. So let's say if um, if I'm feeling really angry, then, you know, the hormones in my body are going to be going crazy. So I really need to do something that makes me, makes that you know, that charge in my body release. And that could be anything from, you know, let's say I have a boxing bag at home. I can do boxing. I can go for a run. You know, I can go and hit a ball, um, just shake my body. Even if you're at work and you feel like, oh, my God, I'm just going to explode, just go into the bathroom, shake your body, you know, shake your arms, you know, connecting to a part of your body where you feel a particular emotion and then asking some questions can also totally change your whole perspective because it's all about point of view. You know, so if I can go again and let's say as I'm breathing and feeling a particular emotion, let's say it's sadness, I need to find where is it. And maybe it's in my left lung that I'm feeling it. So I'll put my hand on my left lung, breathe into it, and start exploring and asking, well, firstly, what is this emotion? Um, is this mine or someone else's? Because often we can be influenced by other people. 
is it happening now? Am I, is that something that I'm really feeling now? Or is it something that has been triggered from an emotion that I felt three years ago? What is this about? Is this serving me? How can I let this go? So those kinds of questions. Then if we want to, you know, work with color, then what I ask people to do is to rub their hands together, rubbing every finger, you know, quite vigorously, and then placing their hands next to each other and visualizing a color, you know, because now you're going to have this tingling sensation in your hands when you visualize a color. And let's say if we want to calm down, calm ourselves down, then we might go with blue or green. You know, as I imagine this color, or if you do have my color cards, the secret language of color cards, then you can just look at that card if you have difficulty visualizing. And then gently ask people just to move their hands towards that part of their body and keep breathing, you know, to the, towards the part of the body where you have that discomfort or that emotion until, and you do that for about a minute, until you get to a point where you're actually touching, you know, that part of your body and literally sending that color and just relaxing. So often even something like that in a moment can totally shift your whole experience and you can calm yourself down. And what I find really, really important for people to understand is that, you know, if you can actually deal with a particular emotion that you're having within 24 hours of you actually, of it being triggered, then you know, you're not going to create scarring inside your body or it's very unlikely. If you just leave it or suppress it or push it away, then, you know, after 24 hours, it starts to get really get into your body, into your tissues, into your bloodstream, into your organs and literally, you know, if you could have a microscope and you could look at it, it almost starts to create scarring and create, you know, cuts inside. And so because we don't know that... This, we, you know, so many people end up having a particular disease that they find out about years later and they're like, oh my God, I can't believe that I had this. But you had it also because when you suppress, you actually disconnect from your nervous system. And so you don't know what's going on. And we actually then lock it in the cell because the cell membrane holds the memory of the emotions that are, are being suppressed and and that's almost acting like a virus within us that creates more and more of that emotion and disease through the body. Is that correct? Totally. It's exactly what you're saying because one of the, people, the things that people need to understand is that your body is a community. You know, it's a community of cells, networks, you know, blood, all sorts of things, organs, you know, and they're always communicating with each other. That's why I'm always saying to people, you can't just say, okay, like, I have a problem in my liver, but no, nothing else is affected because, you know, you could have all sorts of other problems related and you might not even know where they are because we, we're not taught about it. And so it's, you know, it's really important that to understand that, you know, like cells do hold memories and all sorts of, you know, experiences, our own and also our ancestors. This is what genetics is really, you know, and... As the cell is holding this memory, you know, and like firstly it dies faster when it, you know, because it's busy. One, and the memory, if it's a heavy memory, then it literally takes out all the nourishment from the cell and destroys it. And then the new cell, when it has, when it's born, it's got to be, it's, it's like, you know, now it's weaker. And so we keep having this whole experience, you know, of getting weaker and weaker. And then one cell will communicate to the other cell, another cell to the other cell. And, you know, we have trillions of these cells inside our bodies. So it's really important that the messages that we keep sending to our bodies is, you know, a health-affirming, even if, you know, we've had, you know, a horrible day, let's call it. You know, it's like... You've got to find a way to actually rejuvenate it. And actually, and also in my book, one of the things that I say you can do that is also very simple is, you know, if you, let's say, read the process for the nervous system or the immune system and even just hold the gestures, which, are, you know, in Indian we'll call them mudras, you know, another way to see it as hand yoga positions. When you're watching TV, when you're walking down the street, when you're doing something and you just learn a few little, you know, 
techniques that even if your body is being attacked in a sense by the experience of the environment around you, you're actually strengthening yourself and going like, okay, yes, this is happening. I don't deny it, but at the same time, I know, I, my body is precious. I've got to take care of it. My guest today is Ina Siegel, and she is here on the planet to help you discover your innate healing ability. She is the founder of Visionary Intuitive Healing and the author of The Secret Language of Your Body, The Secret Language of Color Cards, and also many other audio programs and workshops that you can find out about at enasiegel.com. She says that if we don't pay attention to our feelings and the messages from our bodies, then our bodies will assume we don't enjoy life, and it'll, they'll get us out of here as quickly as possible. To stop living your untrue self's life, which others have imposed on you, and to eliminate not yourself, but what is killing you. By paying attention to the messages from within your body, you will be saving your own life. Again, connect to Ina Siegel at enasiegel.com. We'll be right back. This is the Seventh Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. Pain is necessary for us to protect and define ourselves. If we never experienced pain, it would be a disaster for our lives and bodies. But when we give pain or affliction meaning, we do not have to suffer. Pain and suffering are two distinct entities. Consciousness, however, is non-local, and we need to tune into the messages we're receiving. Since organ recipients can tell you about the lives of their donors, we must realize our life is stored within us and ourselves. This is from Ina's book, The Secret Language of Your Body. And her card deck, The Secret Language of Color Cards, is an amazing tool to use to help you understand how color and light can assist you in the healing processes, how you have the ability with your own hands and the use of color and your own consciousness and awareness and presence to yourself to truly be able to heal the many different ailments that are plaguing you if you'll just allow yourself to know what's going on in your own life. There were a couple of things that you said, Ina, in the last segment that I'd love to go back to because I don't want to leave any questions in people's minds. And one of those things is about the cellular and ancestral memories. Uh, There are oftentimes so many places where we have embedded grief or anger or so many types of emotions that have come through our lineages and sometimes those things rise up within us. How do we distinguish between what's ours and what someone else's? And I think you were also referring to empathic sensitivity where sometimes we take on things from other people. So how do we know, you know, what we have to deal with and what we don't? Is there a way to distinguish between the two? Well, it's really interesting because in a sense, I know some of you might think this is unfair, but in a sense, at times, even if it's not our own, we might have to deal with it. Because what happens is that 
you know, energy is energy, and and science actually tells us that we are, you know, we're made of energy. We're ninety nine percent point something energy, and truth is that once you know there is a pattern that is in our energy field, whether and or it, in our physical bodies, wherever it comes from, if you know, it can also be positive or negative. What I found was that, for instance, like people who, are, who come from really wealthy families, in their genetics, they will have this pattern of somehow creating abundance. And even if, you know, people like in their family lose everything, very often at some point somebody in that lineage or generation comes back and becomes extremely wealthy because it's like they have it in their DNA. And I've seen this, you know, very profoundly in many, many people. The same thing happens in terms of, let's say, a physical problem or an emotional one because every single person has a weakness in their body, some kind of weakness. We're all born with it, some more than others, but everybody has something, you know. And the, this particular energy that, let's say, from our ancestors that has not been worked through in some way or even recognized and acknowledged what it does is that it kind of almost implants itself into that particular area of our body where, you know, we, we have that weakness. And so one of the things that was so interesting for me last year was that I actually, I did a workshop on emotions and I'm always changing things when I'm teaching, you know, because I'm really working from that intuitive place. And I felt really strongly at one point that I, I want to try and see what it looks like when we actually literally connect to our ancestors and how much energy people actually carry of their ancestry without even knowing. I've never seen people cry and scream so much in my whole life. Mm. And I have done all sorts of workshops, you know, that are deep. And what it showed me was just how hugely we're affected and some of the, you know, and what I did was actually I led people through a process where I said, okay, now you are going to, there is a line, let's say it's a feminine line, and you're going to stand, you know, in the space of your mother, you know, and you're going to explore her life for a moment and how she felt about different things, how she felt about being a woman, how she felt about how she was treated, how, all sorts of things. People were like they, they couldn't stop crying and then I'd say, okay, let's go back. Let's go into your grandmother. How did she go through it? And her mother, you know, and it was amazing because, you know, besides the crying and all of that and the release, what they, what so many people told me was that they developed this incredible compassion that they never had and an understanding of what it felt like for their ancestors to go through certain experiences in their life. And as they were connecting, they were able to let this go. You know, and often recognition helps a huge amount. And so what I say to people to ask is to, you know, when you're connecting to a particular part of your body and you're breathing into that part of your body and you're saying, okay, the question is, is this mine? Do I really feel like this mine, this is mine, or is this someone else's? You know, and then you might go, well, it feels like it's not really for me. Is this my mother's? How did I pick this up from my mother? Is it still serving me to, to hold on to that? Because maybe it was her life experience and not yours. Another really interesting thing about cellular memories that I want to mention is that, you know, at times we make decisions, vows, agreements, and so on, where, you know, in a particular part of our life, and it works. But as you get older, it doesn't work anymore. But that memory, that energy can still be there. So the same way that, you know, we pick up stuff from our ancestors, we hold on to things from, you know, earlier aspects of our lives. And one of the things, you know, an example that came to me a few years ago, um, maybe five, actually five years ago, let's say, I remember I was, I kept feeling like nobody was helping me and I, if I was going to do anything, I had to do it right and, I, you know, it could only be me who could do it. And I know a lot of people can relate to this. So I remember, like, driving actually and going, like, where did I get this from? And I got to a point 
where I, I kind of went back into and go and was like, okay, show me memory. What is this about? And the memory showed up that when I was about 17 and I was going to an acting class and people were saying to me like, you can't, be an actor because you live in Australia and because you'll never make money and blah, 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 you know, things that we've all heard before. And at that moment, I actually made this decision to say, well, I didn't care what any of you say. I'm going to do it anyway. So I'll just do it all. I'll just write. I'll direct. I'll, you know, act. And this way, nobody can tell me anything. And whilst I felt really, really empowered when I made that decision then, when I looked back at it, you know, at that time, you know, five years ago, I remember thinking, oh, my God, like, I can't believe that that decision is still playing out, but now it's actually quite negative because I feel like I have to do everything in my life. And once I let it go, things changed. So this is really, really important for people to understand. It's the ancestral stuff, but it's also things that you've made, you know, decisions you've made before. Well, and that's a huge point because what we do in our lives, whether it is the way that we're thinking or behaving to someone or the the simple decisions, the simple little, even the little choices that we make in our lives, they do affect our health. They will carry us down a pathway where it will bring up something that we have to face or repress, and in one way or another, that will affect our health. And, you know, I think if we are prepared, and that's what I'm always saying to people, the big thing in any area of your life, whether it's, you know, in terms of success, in terms of, you know, even like somebody dying that you really love, anything like that, it's like if, you know, if we are aware that life is balanced, meaning that there are always opportunities, but there are, you know, whatever opportunity we have, there is a cost, there is a price. And if we in ourselves can literally keep working on internal flexibility and be okay, even, you know, and sometimes okay means that you're upset, you can be upset for a few months, you know, dealing with loss or you're dealing with something, you know, that's difficult for you, but still be okay and know that, you know what, I'm resilient, I'm flexible, this is, you know, this is working on my flexibility and my ability to recover from whatever life gives me whether it's something really amazing or something really, really challenging, then I find this is where, you, and, you know, you are prepared, when you are prepared, this is when you go, okay, so if let's say I'm, in, you know, I'm depressed, what, what can I do? What kind of food can I have? What kind of people do I need to help me get out of this? What exercise do I need to do to feel better? You know, and you do. But if you're unprepared and you just kind of go, okay, whatever happens, you know, I'm unlucky, everything's bad, everything happens to me because I'm a victim, then your health is just, you know, it's like throwing it out of the window. I think it's a difference between being responsible for something to being responsible to something because then all of a sudden it is an act of creation rather than an act of shame or blame or guilt that we're taking on. I would love to get into a conversation about the shadow side, especially in honor of Debbie Ford, Mm -hmm. who passed this past week. And her work was so much about the shadow side, and and it really does influence our lives, especially with our inner child and how we can work with a different aspect of ourselves. That shadow can support our creation of illness and disease and lack of well-being in our lives. So right after this break, I'd love for you to talk a little bit about the shadow side. My guest today is Ina Siegel, and she is allowing people to discover their innate healing ability. She is the founder of Visionary Intuitive Healing, which has been created to give people quick, easy, practical access to life-changing techniques, transformative tools, healing processes, and amazing healing frequencies in order to assist people with their self-healing. The intention of visionary intuitive healing is to assist by teaching the body to heal at a deep cellular level. It's designed for people to open up to their own self-healing ability and personal empowerment. You can find out more about this along with her books and her color cards and lots of CDs at enasegal.com. That's I-N-N-A-S-E-G-A-L.com. We'll be right back with Ina Siegel.
the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. Ina Siegel is the creator of Visionary Intuitive Healing and an internationally recognized healer, professional speaker, and author. She's a pioneer in the field of energy medicine, and her clients include doctors, CEOs, healthcare professionals, actors, and sports personalities. She has dedicated herself to assisting others in their journey of self-healing and empowerment. Her book, The Secret Language of Your Body, is an international bestseller published in 16 languages and is a wonderful reference guide for any individual that's truly wanting to take charge of their health and well-being. In addition, her secret language of color cards uh, is another beautiful resource to really help you have a tool that can help you in your own healing and your own guidance, also to trust into your intuitive self and develop that aspect of yourself. Welcome back, Ina. I'd love for you to speak a little bit about the shadow side in honor of Debbie Ford, whose work and her whole life was about the shadow, and she passed this past week. Um, it, it, it is just goes to illustrate that so often, even those of us that are doing the work, we have such inner work in ourselves that we continuously do and and it is it is a never ending piece that has to be done because we will create things in our body that will affect us in the long run and it is always healing that occurs whether it is the completion of a disease process or whether it is someone coming back to full health there is always a perfect ending in all cases it's just Sometimes we look at it in certain ways and we judge what that ending looks like or how we feel about it. Talk a little bit about the shadow side. Well, firstly, you know, I, I was I, I love Debbie Ford's work, and as I was mentioning in the break to you, um, I just taught a um, two-day workshop on the shadow because it's one of the workshops that I find really, really powerful to teach people in terms of you know, embracing the shadow and also the the light side, you know. And I think one of the things that, you know, Debbie's work brought to my attention and many other people's was the, the fact that even the best qualities that we have in ourselves, we often put that into the shadow, you know, and actually keep saying, okay, someone else is better than us, someone else can do this, but I can't, you know, and... To actually own both your light and your, and also the the dark parts of yourself because what was really interesting for me during the workshop, um, was that there was a man that came up to me and, uh, he had actually just decided in the morning to come to the workshop and didn't really know that much about me. So in the morning when we were speaking, he was very friendly and just very casual. And then after, you know, I talked a little bit about what I do and also about the shadow process, he came up to me and he was all red and he said to me, he was, 
he said, I'm so sorry. And I said, what do you mean? What are you sorry about? And he said, you know, you know, I'm such an idiot. And he started, like, being extremely harsh and judgmental with himself and, you know, saying, like, I didn't know who you were. Like, I, had, I didn't know how much you had done. And I said to him, but that's okay. You know, it's fine. And I said to him, but, you know, the thing that actually I'm talking about is this judgment and the harshness, you know, and... and what happens with the shadow is that if we don't acknowledge that we have weaknesses and own them, they always, always, always come out in the most inappropriate ways in the wor- at the worst times, you know, in our lives or at times where we just, we, we totally didn't expect them. And, we, and what happens with these parts is that they sabotage ourselves, you know, us. And one of the things that I have worked a lot with is uh, different archetypal patterns, you know, and including the inner child, the victim, the saboteur, and, and many others. And what I find is the way they interact with each other, if it's almost like once, once the victim, let, let's say the victim aspect of you, is driving your life. And I literally do a process where people can watch... Um, their own, what's going on inside themselves, you know, we, we role play it and it's amazing. And what, um, what they see is what's going on inside of them and how the victim aspect of themselves, the saboteur aspect and the inner child all come together, you know, in this experience of fear and actually don't allow them to move forward. And what becomes, what happens inside us is this, chaos and conflict and craziness, you know, and incredibly harsh judgment. This judgment actually, from my experience, creates many diseases because it literally breaks your nervous system down, breaks your immune system down. And so what I'm saying, like, and what the work of the shadow is about is really truly loving all the different aspects of yourself, but also understanding, understanding the roles. One of the things I was explaining, you know, in detail to people in the workshop was the fact that if you embrace the saboteur and you know how what happens, how you sabotage yourself, then this part of you actually starts to support you and help you when challenging situations arise. It shows you, it says to you, hey, you're about to sabotage yourself. It tells you, you know, where to go, which way to to lead your life, and you become empowered instead of, you know, self-sabotaging. The victim part becomes victorious, and it says to you, hey, you just, you got into the victim, and this is not going to work, so start thinking in a different way, or please don't go down the path of connecting with this particular person because they're going to drain you, or, you know, don't sell out. So all of these parts are there to, you know, to protect us and to really help us to be, I guess, to embrace more of life and to be okay in difficult situations of our life. And to also, you know, and one of the big things that comes up with the shadow is how, you know, how we don't recognize our own beauty, both physical and, you know, um, internal. And so many people I've seen when, like, they are actually physically beautiful, but we'll think how ugly they are. And I'm saying, but that destroys your body. And how does that help you? You know, and often, you know, we did a, a process, for instance, in the workshop. And, you know, one of the women said, well, you know, I, I was rejected because, you know, I'm not beautiful like this other woman. And it's, it was so fascinating for me to observe how, again, how our own, you know, internal feelings about ourselves totally come out. And, you know, even if it's not true of why something happens, we just, go, you know, immediately go, oh, that happened because I'm not as beautiful as someone else. Because, again, we live in that culture of beauty, you know, and so... When you do own the shadow, and I had to do this myself, I remember have, like realizing that I had this ugly girl inside myself and I actually had to own it, you know, in order for myself to connect to the beautiful part. But when you do, what happens is that you actually feel the most unbelievable amount of freedom in your life because 
you're no longer, you know, in that experience of like, okay, someone's, you know, someone's opinion no longer actually has a huge effect on you because, and you don't go, oh my God, I'm going to die if they don't like me or if, you know, you're just standing your power and you're like, okay, I understand that some people won't like me and that's okay. But the most important thing is that I'm liking myself even when I didn't do something right. You know, I'm kind, I'm gentle, I'm, I'm, you know, soft. And I'm always saying to people, the word here is soft. How can you be soft with yourself? Mm. As we move through life, it is to be a series of births and deaths, grabbing hold and letting go, looking back and moving forward. This is the dance of spirit, to experience, remember, witness, and bring oneself into completion. Every piece and part of the journey is a symbol and a message of who we are, what we've birthed and released, held on to and let go, and can bring to new ground. Be free and allow the pain, the struggle, and the obstacle course of the past to be the power, personal magic, and wisdom path you now walk. My guest today has been Ina Siegel, and I just want to thank you, Ina, for a wonderful, enlightening conversation, as always. Connect with her at inasiegel.com. If you don't have the secret language of the body, pick up a copy of that. If you don't have your own set of her color cards, definitely get a set of those and work with them, and then look forward for much more to come from Ina Siegel. Again, that's enasiegel.com. Thank you, Ina. We look forward to having you again, uh, hopefully in the fall, when I know a new book is coming out as well. Thank you, Simran. I really appreciate it. And I am going to be in uh, New York in March doing quite a few events and then uh, a two-day workshop in April in New York as well. You can find so out about all of those events and more at enasiegel.com, so definitely check her out. Until next time, I'm Simran Singh. Be well. Thank you for stepping into the doorway of conscious choice with 1111 Top Radio. Please join host Simran Singh again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for another enlightening edition here on the 7th Wave Network. Remember, shift happens.